This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. to the Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and we are getting so close to the NHL postseason, I can almost taste it. Playoffs begin on May the 2nd, which is a Monday, meaning it is only 13 days away, less than two weeks until the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, and the races are vastly different and the different conferences. 100%. We talked about it last week in the Eastern Conference at this moment in time. All eight Eastern Conference playoff teams have clinched their berths. It's now all a matter of seeding out in the East. But let's talk about the Western Conference. Because we're 13 days away, and out in the West, we still have half of the field that has yet to clinch a playoff berth. And it is honestly not really guaranteed to any of the four teams currently sitting in a spot. Some of them, you would have to imagine mathematically, it would be very hard for them to fall out of a playoff spot. And by some, I believe it's really only the Oilers. But we'll get into all of that as we look at the Western Conference field. First and foremost, the Colorado Avalanche. We'll talk about them in the second segment of this show as well. They have clinched the top seed in the Western Conference. They are numero uno out west. Not only have they won the Central Division, again, but they've won the Western Conference again. And now the only thing that's left for them to do is fight with the Florida Panthers for the President's Trophy as they are the reigning defending President's Trophy champions. If they get that, I'm sure that's a nice feather in their cap. They really probably don't care because they're looking for a Stanley Cup because the President's Trophy without the Stanley Cup means absolutely jack squat. So the Avalanche are the number one seed. That much we know. The Calgary Flames are the only team of the Pacific Division to clinch a playoff spot. Currently, they're sitting in first place in the Pacific Division. That's where we expect them to finish. We expect them to be the top team in that division. But also from the Central, underneath the Avalanche, the Blues and the Minnesota Wild have both clinched playoff spots. The Blues have been red hot as of late. I mean, they've won nine straight games. They are 9-0-1 in that stretch. And they're currently in second place in that Central Division. The Minnesota Wild haven't been bad either. They're 6-1-3. It's just they haven't been as nuclear good as the St. Louis Blues have been. Those two seem destined for a matchup in the first round. And I, for one, am very excited to watch it. I think I would try to back the Minnesota Wild because they are my dark horse pick, as I stated on this show a couple weeks back. The Calgary Flames, who have... Clinched a playoff spot, are my favorite out west. So nice to know that at least both of them made the playoffs and didn't completely fall off the face of the earth once I backed them. But looking at the standings here, looking at the next highest Central Division team, it's both Nashville and Dallas with 91 points in 76 games played. They're both sitting in wild card spots, but that means they have six points left. They can get up to 103 points. The Wild would have to lose out. One win gets the Wild to that mark. And the Blues, again, would only need one point. So it seems like 
the things that we know for sure are that the Avalanche are going to finish in first in the Western Conference. And it seems like the one matchup that we know as of right now is the St. Louis Blues and the Minnesota Wild. The only thing left to determine there is who gets home ice advantage. They are separated by one point. Minnesota has a one-game advantage, being down only one point. So not much drama in those four teams. But that leaves four spots left. That leaves half the field that is yet to be decided. As of right now, here's how that stands. In the Pacific Division, the number two seed, the Edmonton Oilers. They have a little bit of separation from the rest of the pack. They have 94 points where the next closest team has 91. But also to their advantages, they play in a weak Pacific Division where the Kings have only 90 points, so they would have to drop below them. Not only that, they'd have to drop below right now the Golden Knights at 87 and the Canucks at 86. So the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, they're in a pretty safe space and we could say pretty confidently that we're going to see those two talents play in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Good for the league, first and foremost. Let, let's start there. That is good for the league. So the Oilers of the four spots left, most likely to get a spot is the Edmonton Oilers, who are sitting pretty in the number two spot in the Pacific. The LA Kings are right behind them. Of the four teams in those playoff spots that are still available, the Kings have the least amount of points. They have less They have less points than the Predators and the Stars, who are both in the wild cards and would have to take on the Flames and the Avalanche. I talked on an episode earlier this this season, probably last week, it might have been two weeks ago, about how flawed the Stanley Cup playoff system is, the seeding system. And this is an example right here. The Kings in no fashion should be able to take on the Edmonton Oilers, while the Stars and the Predators, who as of right now have more points and a game in hand on that Kings team, would have to take on, respectively, the Calgary Flames and the Colorado Avalanche. Much harder draw for teams that have more points and honestly could have three more points if they take their games in hand and win them. So the Kings in a precarious position there at the third seed in the Pacific. If they don't get that third seed in the Pacific, they're not going to win. They're not going to make the playoffs. It's very unlikely because of where the Preds and the Stars are at. They control their destiny over the Kings. Speaking of that, those are the two wildcard teams right now. Basically identical teams. Up to this point of the season. 76 games played. A record of 43, 28, and 5. And 91 standings points. For both teams. The only big separation. The Nashville Predators have won 35 games in regulation. The Stars have only won 29. Which is why the Predators currently sit in wildcard one spot. That would get them a draw against Calgary instead of Colorado. So those two teams right there. Battling it out for wildcard one, wildcard two. It doesn't seem like either of them can advance higher in the central division. They could advance lower, but there's a little bit of a gap between them and that first team out, which is the Vegas Golden Knights. This is where it gets interesting because Vegas completely screwed the pooch last night. They had to win the majority of their games already to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. They were behind the eight ball. There was a while there where everybody thought, okay, Vegas is doing good. They had won six of their last, sorry, seven of their last 10 heading into that game last night. They had lost their last one, but coming off of a really good stretch. So everybody thought, okay, the Vegas Golden Knights, they're going to figure it out. They're going to make the playoffs. And they're not done yet. They're the last team out for a reason. They have a, they're three points behind the LA Kings. All those games in hand that people had on the Vegas Golden Knights have disappeared. 
So at the very least, that is the case. They don't have to worry about games in hand for the Kings. But they are three points down with five points left. They're going to need, I mean, first of all, they what they need to do is they need to take this and win out. But the problem is you lost three to two on home ice to the New Jersey Devils on Monday night. Talk about an opportunity there. You could have won that game, been tied in games played, and only one point down of the LA Kings. You could have been right there, but you dropped the ball on home ice. Something considered, you know, the Fortress is considered one of the biggest home ice advantages in the National Hockey League. You lost to the New Jersey Devils that have been out of the playoffs for weeks now. Weeks. That is a poor, poor loss for a Vegas Golden Knights team that has been able to throw out the excuse of injuries all season long. Guess what? They're starting to get healthy. They had their starting goaltender, Robin Leonard, in net there. Pete DeBoer even went out and said after the game, he said, you know what? That's a game at this time of the season where you would hope that your goaltender can go out there and play better than the guy across the rink from him. And that just didn't happen. First of all, I would never want Pete DeBoer as, as my head coach. I know he's a very analytically inclined human being. He has a great hockey mind, but damn, the way he deploys his goaltenders the last couple of years in Vegas. Yeah, I don't want to be be the goaltender for that type of head coach. Being held accountable is one thing, but damn, you still got a lot to, a lot of season to go. I know that is a gut punch of a loss last night, but you can't throw your guy under the bus with five games less, left in the season. You need him to go out there and win all five to give yourself a chance. But the point is, the Vegas Golden Knights could have controlled their own destiny to the to a certain extent if they would have won that game. They would have been one behind the Kings. They would have been only two points behind the Preds and the Stars. Now, they would have a game at hand, but still, you'd have options there. And that's what the, the Golden Knights don't have. The other team in this, I'm not even... The only other team that is not eliminated mathematically from contention that basically is is the Winnipeg Jets. I'm not going to get into it. They're not making the playoffs. The Vancouver Canucks are an interesting team. If you look at the Vancouver Canucks right now, massive win over the Dallas Stars last night. A team ahead of them, they won in regulation on home ice. Huge win, four-point swing, bringing themselves into contention, making themselves a serious contender in the last two weeks of the season. They have something to play for, certainly. They have a game in hand on the Los Angeles Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights, for that matter. They're one point behind the Golden Knights, Four points behind the Kings. So here's the first and foremost, Canucks need to win that game in hand. You know what that does? That puts them ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights, makes them the last team in, and puts them two points behind the Kings with a huge matchup against them coming up in the second to last game of the season. The Canucks basically control their own destiny at this moment in time. They don't have an easy slate. Let's just say that right off the bat. They have, of their six games left, their next one's against the Sens. You should take care of business against the Sens. That's their game in hand right now on the other two teams in the Pacific. If you can win that game, boom. All of a sudden, people can see it. But as of right now, it's there. The Canucks control their own destiny from the 10 slot right now to get into the final field of eight. And the issue with that is they have a really tough schedule. A lot of these teams have a really tough schedule. I think the Golden Knights have the toughest. Either the Golden Knights or the Predators. You know, scratch that. The Predators' schedule is ridiculous. 
So we say the Predators are safe, but that's the thing for the Golden Knights and the Canucks. For them to both make it, the Preds are going to have to go in and just get obliterated by a bunch of good teams. Very, very plausible. But the Vancouver Canucks control their own destiny, which is something that nobody thought that they would be saying back in December. I know I said it on an episode way back when, after Bruce Boudreau just took over, after Jim Rutherford just took over, and they had won, I believe it was seven straight games. I said, this Canucks team has the skill, they have the talent, and now they have the right coach in there. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I said, you know what? They're making the playoffs. I put my foot down, and I gave that out as a hot take. Well, here we are. Two weeks left in the season, not only are they not eliminated, but they control their own destiny right now. It's going to be hard, but if they win out, they've already won six straight as of right now. But if they can make that, and it's very difficult to do, if they can make it 12 straight games, then they make the playoffs, no matter what anybody else does. Any of these other five teams that are in this situation. If the Canucks win out, they make the playoffs. And that's probably at the expense of the LA Kings. Because if you look at their six games left, you have the Senators on home ice. That's a winnable game. Then you have the two toughest games of their remaining schedule in back-to-back games. At Minnesota, at Calgary. The only thing that I'm wondering is, the Calgary Flames, mathematically they do, but realistically, do they have much left to play for? They have the one seed locked up yet in the Pacific, yet they're not going to catch the Colorado Avalanche. So maybe you get a Flames team that's not quite as motivated. That might help them out there. But like I said, at Wild, at Flames, that's a tough stretch right there. Come home to take on the Kraken. Winnable game. Then there's the big game at home against the LA Kings. That is pivotal right there. That is a four-point swing with a team that you are in a dogfight with. Potentially at that point. They are currently. But in those four games up until that point, they could be in a dogfight with this Kings team Four-point swing in the penultimate game of the season. That's huge. And then they finish the season at the Edmonton Oilers, who at that moment in time, it'll be the last game of the season for them. Their fate might already be decided as well. Like I said, they have a little bit of a cushion. So the only solace for the Canucks is that the Flames, when they face them, might not be very... I mean, they're going to want to win. That's a rivalry. Western Canada rivalries run deep. But the, the Canucks really don't have a massive one with either of these two teams comparatively to theirs. So at Flames, they don't, might not have much to play for. At Oilers, they might not have much to play for. Then your biggest competition is at Wild and versus Kings. Those are the two biggest games. Because the Wild are fighting for home ice advantage and the Kings obviously in a dogfight for a playoff spot. So I think the Canucks, surprisingly enough, they control their own destiny. I don't, that's not a think. That is true. If they win out, if they go on a 12-game win streak to end the season, which, again, very difficult, very unlikely, they are guaranteed a spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, they don't have to win out. Some teams can help them, like the Nashville Predators. They got a game in hand on the Preds. They can close that gap to three points. Yeah, they're five points back of them. They can close the gap to three points with that win in the game in hand. But look at the Nashville Predators schedule. The magic number for the Preds is eight. I don't see a gimme anywhere on this schedule until the last game of the season. They got six games left. The next five are against, not potential playoff teams, are against teams that have clinched a playoff spot. Versus the Flames at home. At the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
at home against the Wild, at home against the Flames for a second time, on the road against the Colorado Avalanche, and then they finish the season on the road against the Arizona Coyotes. That is a hellacious final six games, save for the game against the the Arizona Coyotes. But again, it is a road game at the end of the season. Not an easy stretch for the Nashville Predators. You look at the Dallas Stars. They lost an opportunity by losing to the Vancouver Canucks last night. They have at Oilers, at Flames, at home against the Kraken, at home against the Golden Knights, at home against the Coyotes, and then at home against the Ducks. So luckily for the Stars, they have some home cooking down there in the Lone Star State. They got two more games in Western Canada, and then they'll finish their schedule with four home games, which is good, but you look at who they're playing, that game against the Golden Knights could get very, very interesting if the Stars continue to lose games in regulation like they did on Monday night to the Vancouver Canucks. Those next two games are pivotal. If they can win the next two games or even get three of the next four points, that'll probably put Vegas out of reach before they even have to take them on head-to-head. So the point being, I won't get into the minutia of everything. Magic number for the Oilers is five. That's the last thing I'll say. They're probably going to clinch a playoff spot. But the Kings, specifically the Kings, Stars, Preds, Golden Knights, and Canucks are all going to fight for that last three spots. Two of these teams are not going to make the playoffs. I would say two very good teams are not going to make the playoffs. But let's just say two good teams. Because there have been times this year that the Stars have been god-awful. There have been times this year that the Golden Knights have been god-awful. The whole first half of the season, the Canucks were god-awful. Hence the reason their general manager, their head coach, were both fired. Predators and the Kings. Those are two interesting teams this year. Specifically the Kings. They're a young team. If they don't make it this year, that's fine. In my opinion, you know, they're at the very, they're a very young team. I understand Kopitar and Dowdy wouldn't be happy, but nonetheless, it is going to be a fun final two weeks is what I'm, what I'm basically trying to get around to because these teams, I'm excited for the Canucks. I hope the Canucks went out. I'd like to see them make the playoffs selfishly because I, I picked them to do that back in December when not many people were. A lot of people were saying, oh, it's a hot streak, but it's still very unplausible that they make it the whole way back into the playoff field. Well, They control their own destiny, which is kind of crazy. I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, we're going to talk about the top seeds because it's very interesting to look back at the performance of both top seeds in the East and the West in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs, specifically in the salary cap era. We'll take a look at that right after the break here on the Hockey Hotbed. Hockey fans. Fuel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as DraftKings. Make sure you use promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook app for great odds and even better opportunity. I'm laughing because one of my sound panels continues to fall down. I had just put it up in the commercial break, and then the second I say, welcome back, it's it's dropped. I guess it's hopeless. I'll have to re retack that a little bit later. But I want to finish off this show discussing the top seeds in each conference because that is solidified at this point. Florida Panthers in the East, Colorado Avalanche in the West. The only thing left for these two teams to fight over is the President's Trophy, which at the end of the day doesn't really mean anything. And when you look at it, a lot of people are backing one of these two teams to go win the Stanley Cup. A lot of people are picking both of these teams to make it to the Stanley Cup. I wouldn't go that far. I've already mentioned that my my favorite in the West, I do think the Flames would get through. The East, I don't know if I'm confident enough to make a selection in the East. I will, I will fill out, I will, I will fill out a bracket whenever the, the final standings are set. And I will do a bracket challenge. I will give out picks for each and every series, how many games the series is going to go, who I think is going to go the whole way, who I think has potential to have long runs. But I don't think that you see both of these teams in the Stanley Cup Finals. I just don't think the history is there to support that. Now, historically, I don't think there's been two teams as dominant as these two have been to top each conference. I think there has not been such a gap between the number one team and the number two teams in each conference, respectively. But there just happens to be one this year. And it got me thinking over the weekend. I hope everybody enjoyed their their holiday weekend, however they choose to celebrate it. But it got me thinking over the holiday weekend. When is the last time that the number one seed from each conference was able to advance to the Stanley Cup final? What is the last time that the two number one seeds, the two Goliaths, squared off in the Stanley Cup finals? Well, it hasn't happened in the salary cap era. You know, people can say what they want about the salary cap. Part of the reason for the salary cap in a professional sport is to create variety, is to get discrepancies in the actual league. And so far, if you look at that, it has done it. There has not been two teams that have been able to run roughshod over each conference every single year, and there has not been two number one seeds that have been able to go through the regular season and both of them advance to the final round of the playoffs. In the salary cap era, I should say. The last time that it actually happened, not too long before the salary cap was instituted, that was back in 2001. Ray Bork and the Colorado Avalanche. Ray Bork, Patrick Waugh's Colorado Avalanche taking on Marty Brodeur, Scotty Stevens, Scott Niedermeyer, Claude Lemieux, and the New Jersey Devils. Great series. Tons of Hall of Famers. Fantastic regular season teams. 
fantastic postseason teams. They made up in the Stanley Cup Finals, and Ray Bork finally won the Stanley Cup. One of the most historic moments in the history of the National Hockey League. If you look at any video montage around this time of year, I, I invite you to watch any Stanley Cup preview on TNT, on ESPN. There's going to be the image of Ray Bork holding up the Stanley Cup with that avalanche A on his chest. That is the series I'm talking about. That's the last time that both number one seeds were able to meet in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The story, the Stanley Cup finals. 21 years ago. Right? I was five. Scratch that. I was four. <laughs> Thinking about it. I was four years old at that point. So when I look at it, history suggests that not both of these teams are going to make it through. So the question that I have, and I want you guys to respond, whether that be, you know, if you want to leave a, re- a five-star review and put this as your comment, that's fine. If you just want to tag me at Hockey Hotbed Pod, that's fine as well. There's going to be an episode post, you can comment right under that. Which of these two teams is more likely to get through their conference and become a Stanley Cup finalist? Colorado in the West, Florida in the East. Which team is more likely? You can think both of them are going to. I don't. I think the history is pretty solidified. I also think you look at the Eastern Conference playoff field and that kind of leads to my answer. I'm not taking anybody in the East for the simple reason that the East is a gauntlet. So you know what? Who is more likely? The Colorado Avalanche. They're way more likely to get through. Not to say that both of these teams aren't good. I mean, let's just look look at the stats here. These teams are combined at home, which they both clinched home ice advantage through their conference play. These teams at home are a combined 63-10-3. I'll say that again, 63 wins, 10 losses, three overtime losses at home for the Panthers and the Avalanche. That is ungodly. That would be 2000, was it 2017, 2018 Tampa Bay Lightning-esque for a whole season. That's how good these teams are when they get their home cooking. And they're going to get home cooking throughout the playoffs. They've already clinched that. That's pretty dangerous. Not to mention that these two teams, it's not like they do it defensively. They're not bad defensively, but they're the top two teams in the National Hockey League in scoring. The Florida Panthers, far and away, lead the NHL in scoring with 4.19 goals per game. The next highest team is the Avalanche at 3.87. Nobody else scores four goals a game except for the Florida Panthers. They're ridiculous. Ridiculous. The Panthers... If you look at the East, they're going to have to go through, let's say, potential first round right now. Looks like the Washington Capitals. That's a team with some playoff pedigree, I would say. Alex Ovechkin, that's not going to make it easy. The one thing with the Capitals is not stellar goaltending. Vitek Vanacek has been okay. Ilya Samsonov has been putrid all season. But realistically, in the postseason, they don't have, you know, they don't have the resume. And against that team, it's not going to go well. But it's still the Capitals. It's still Evgeny Kuznetsov. It's still TJ Oshie. It's still John Carlson, Alex Ovechkin, and if he's healthy, Nick Backstrom. It's not an easy easy ask. And if the Caps do move up, because it's potentially what's going to happen, they have the Penguins. 
Again, goaltending right now is a little bit of an issue with Tristan Jari just going out week to week with a, a lower body injury. Some believe it's a broken foot, which would be awful. But if that's the first round matchup, again, that's Crosby, that's Malkin, that's Chris Letang. Even with a backup goaltender, it's not an easy first round. You're not going to be able to dispatch of them in four games very easily. Okay, you get through that first round because they're the Panthers. I understand that. Then you have Tampa, Toronto, Boston in the second round. One of those teams. It's not going to be an easy round. Then in the third round, okay, for your troubles, you might face one of those other teams that I just mentioned, or you'll get the Carolina Hurricanes or the New York Rangers. So the East is so difficult, even though the Panthers are so good. Listen, they're 19-2-1 since March 1st. Best record in the National Hockey League. They're currently on a 10-game winning streak. This team is far and away the best team in the league as of right now. The Avalanche are injured right now. We'll get to that. So the Panthers are the best team in the National Hockey League right now. But I still think they're least... They're less likely to get there than Colorado. Claude Giroux, since coming over the trade deadline, yeah, that's worked out pretty well. Only two goals, but he does have 16 points in 13 games played. He's playing on a line with Sam Bennett and Jonathan Huberto, and that is their second line. That is how good this team is. That, Giroux, Huberto, and Sam Bennett is their second line. Their top line is Carter Verhage, Sasha Barkov, and Anthony Duclair. It doesn't get much worse under that. They are the favorite in the East, but it is just a gauntlet. When I look at the Western Conference, it's not going to be easy. I'm not going to say that. But it's going to be much easier than going through that Eastern Conference, in my opinion. Avalanche, they're running away with the West. They clinched the top seed already, but they are dealing with some injuries. Gabriel Landeskog, the captain, has been out since March 12th. Seems like he's getting ready to come back in. He did not play on Monday night. But it seems like he'll be ready for the postseason. But still, hasn't played in a month. Over a month at this point. Five weeks. Nazem Kadri is currently out of the lineup. He has been one of the biggest factors for this team all season long. Eric Johnson, stalwart on the defense. He's out. Devon Taves is also out. He's a great defenseman. Yet they've won nine straight games. That's how good... This team is an embarrassment of riches. Both of these teams are. It's a good team... They're dealing with some injuries, but all in all, the Western Conference is a much, much, I don't want to say much easier, but it's a much more favorable road than the Eastern Conference this year. I also trust Darcy Kemper a little bit more than I trust Sergei Bobrovsky. Darcy Kemper has never really been on a good team as the starter in the postseason. He was on the Arizona Coyotes. In 2020, when they made it through in the bubble. And listen, he went up against the Avs, and he he tried his darndest. He had stellar performances left and right, but the Coyotes were no match. So now he's on the other, other side. If you can't beat him, join him. I do think that I would take him over Bobrovsky in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I would take him over Spencer Knight as well. And you look at their path. Nashville, Dallas in the first round. Okay. Minnesota, St. Louis in the second round. Difficult, but okay. And then the third round would be, unless it's Calgary, it'd be a very favorable matchup. It'd be sort of like the Caps and the Pens in 2016 through 2018. You get through the second round, the third round. It might be difficult, but you know they're going to win it anyway. Unless it's the Flames, because again, they're my favorite. So, both of these teams, 
I wouldn't be shocked to see it, but I just don't think the history supports it. Which of them do you think make it through? History also doesn't support either of these teams making it anyway. Florida hasn't won a single playoff series since 1996. They have not won a playoff series since I was born. Let's put it that way. They made it to the Stanley Cup in 1996. They've made the playoffs a couple times since then. They have not won a single series. Colorado hasn't advanced to the conference finals since 2002. We said they won the Stanley Cup in 2001. They haven't made it back to the conference finals all but once, and that was the year after that. 20 straight years, no conference finals bids. So to say that they're going to get to the Stanley Cup, there's a little bit of a hump for them to get over, especially considering that they are 0-6 in that time in the second round of the playoffs. And they've lost in three straight second rounds. To the Sharks, the Stars, and the Vegas Golden Knights, they've lost three years in a row in the second round of the playoffs. So if history suggests anything, it suggests that you should bet on the Colorado Avalanche definitely in the first round. And the second round, depending on who they're facing, you might want to fade them. But that's going to do it for this episode. I want you to let me know, like I said, at Hockey Hotbed Pod on Twitter. Let me know, who do you think of the two top seeds will make it to the Stanley Cup Finals? More likely. Or even if you think both of them will, let me know. Which of those two teams will make it to the finals as of right now? What are your thoughts? Let me know at Hockey Hotbed Pod. But that'll do it for this episode of the Hockey Hotbed. Thank you so much for tuning in. The playoffs are 13 days away. We're ramping up here at the podcast, at the entire Hockey Podcast Network's ramping up. And we'll see you guys on Friday. Have a great week, hockey fans.